Want a bigger paycheck in 2020? One way is to get trained for an in-demand job. And what is that? We're revealing the top emerging jobs in the United States for 2020, plus the results of our latest Money Friends questionnaire, and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome, everyone, to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where you make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihi. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories. With thought leaders from across the financial landscape, we break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And today's uh, show is brought to you by MetPro. So I use MetPro. I'm working with a coach. I've been on, on MetPro for about four weeks. I'm down 10 pounds. What's cool about that is I've also been traveling, Bobby. I feel fantastic. I'm eating good food when I travel. I have more energy. Those are the big things. To learn more about MetPro, head to metpro.co forward slash MWF. That's metpro.co slash MWF. Joe, I barely recognize you. <laughs> That's right. You're just shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Shrinking, Joe. Get, stop. Keep coming. Stop. You're getting keep coming. smaller stop. and keep. smaller. Yes. So this is another incentive. People got to come see us on Facebook Live for it, our taping so you can see how small Joe is getting. I got to tell you, more than anything, Metro. more than anything, and not to make this the Metro show, it's just fun. It is it, it, it is fun just being in control. And when you're out of control, you know you're out of control. Like, don't get me wrong. In the last few <laughs> months, I've had a little ice cream. I've had some pizza. I've done some things. If Jesse, my coach, is uh, is is watching right now, I'm a total liar here. I didn't do any of these things. But 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 when you're out of control, you know you are, and you know to expect the consequences. And I like that. And I really like the 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 uh, thinking about my exercise routine. And um, I'll tell you what, I had acid reflux, and I uh, we get the sleepies every afternoon, and within a week that was gone. And you don't need MetPro for that. I'll tell you just eat healthier. I mean, it's yeah. it's so, so much better. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about this because a lot of people out there thinking, am I in the right industry? And holy cow, Bobby, I look at some of these uh, jobs we're going to talk about today. There's some serious, serious growth in some of these industries. And such cool jobs. Yes, very cool jobs. And to find out what they are, let's see who's going to help us kick off today's show. This is Bethany from The Money Millhouse. The Money Talking Party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Okay, this story comes to us from Quartz. It is by Michelle Chang. And the headline is the U.S.'s top 15 emerging jobs of 2020, according to LinkedIn. And it begins, it's never a bad time to be an engineer or to have people skills. LinkedIn's third annual U.S. Emerging Jobs Report has identified the 15 fastest growing jobs, as well as the skills and the cities most associated with them. This year, the company found that the number of artificial intelligence and data science roles continue to expand across nearly every industry. For the first time, robotics has made an appearance on the list, and at least five roles in the ranking include the word engineer in the title. But it's not just high-tech roles that have seen a lot more hiring action in the past five years, which is how far back LinkedIn looks to measure the emergence of roles based on user profile data and hiring growth trends. Product owners and customer success specialists and sales development representatives are also in high demand. 
Only one job on the list generally doesn't require a four-year degree, which is that of behavioral health technician. Since 2015, hiring for that role has grown 32% a year due in part to the increased insurance coverage for mental health, according to the report. LinkedIn also notes that Washington, D.C., And the surrounding metros are attracting new tech talent, including cybersecurity, data science, and artificial intelligence experts, nearly in line with the major tech hubs of San Francisco and New York. Mid-sized U.S. metros such as Austin, Texas, Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania are continuing to attract tech talent thanks in part to lower cost of living and increased remote work opportunities. Here's the list of emerging uh, jobs of 2020. Um, We want to go through these just briefly, Bobby? Yeah, I think we're going to tag team this. So the first one, the big one, artificial intelligence specialist, annual growth rate, 74% skills unique to the job, machine learning, deep learning, TensorFlow, Python, natural language processing. And then it goes into, we're not going to do this for everyone, but it talks about where the jobs are. In this case, it's San Francisco, Bay Area, New York, Boston, Seattle, Los Angeles. Yeah. Robotics engineer is second with an annual growth rate of 40%. Those jobs are around the San Francisco Bay Area, not surprising there, but also Atlanta, New York City, Washington, D.C., and Boston. Uh, Data scientist is next. And that has an annual growth rate of 37%. Skills unique to that job. Machine learning, data science, Python again, R. Not sure what R is. Maybe somebody else can fill us in in our audience. And Apache Spark. Full stack engineer is uh, next up. This is fourth biggest annual growth rate, 35%. Uh, skills you need to the job. Holy cow. React.js, Node.js, JavaScript, AngularJS. A lot of JS going on. Uh, cascading style sheets, uh, CSS. Uh, those jobs, San Francisco, Barrie, New York City, Los Angeles uh, comes in on that one. Boston and Washington, D.C. All right. Site reliability engineer comes in at number five. Annual growth rate of 34%. Skills unique to the job. Amazon Web Services, Ansible, Kubernetes, Docker products and Terraform. Just to pause for one second. I feel like I'm in a time warp where we had that Katie Kirk um, famous clip of her on the Today Show where she talks about this crazy thing called the internet. And people play <laughs> that back. I feel like sometime in the future, these are all going to be really mainstream terms. And someone's going to like find an old tape of us talking about these terms that we've never heard and just go to town making fun of us. Because this is all not in English to me at least. But go. Well, well, Bobby, it says <laughs> it says Docker products. Aren't those those Docker pants that fit really comfortable? Somehow, I think probably not. You might might not be. Uh, just just briefly going through the rest of these customer success specialists is next with a job growth rate of thirty four percent, sales development representative thirty four percent growth rate, data engineer thirty three percent, behavioral health technician. We talked about that in the open at thirty three. Uh, cybersecurity specialist, 30%, backend developer, 30%, chief revenue officer, 28%, cloud engineer, 27%, JavaScript developer, 25%, and product owner at 24%. 24% growth rate for some of these jobs. I yeah. find I find articles like this though a little problematic. Why? Because because I think I think that some people are going to go chase uh, something like this and they're not built for it. Um, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. The, uh, if you, you know, unless you're ambidextrous where this won't work, if you, if, and I had a coach use an analogy, this analogy with me recently, if you take your pen and you write your name with your main hand, it, it's pretty easy. 
You do that all the time, pretty painless. Put it in the other hand and try to write it. It is excruciating. And I've often found people that think they start off with, well, how do I make the most money? What do I do? Well, you could end up in a career where you're writing with the wrong hand every day, all day long, and it's going to be horrible. It'll be horrible for you. It's horrible for the people you work around. And I just, I don't know. Um, uh, I just don't want to see people out chasing these, these, these jobs. However, if you're looking between two of them, a lot of STEM going on here. Yeah. So I, I see your point. I think it's valid. But I would add and somewhat disagree that I think it's important that you pay attention to where business is going. And I was kind of joking that we don't understand a lot of these skill set terms. But the truth is, I think we will in a few years. I think you step up to the bat and you have to know some of them that are relevant to your current job. And it's important to adapt. And I think a lot of this stuff has names that sound intimidating. But I also think that we don't always give people the credit of their enough credit that they can adapt and retrain people, especially because someone that maybe is going to be retrained now might be in their 40s or 50s. They have grown up in jobs with computers and they might know older codes. And so maybe they have to learn Python and they first learned HTML. I wouldn't count them out. I do think it's always good to be reinventing yourself, learning new skills. Yes, there are some people that it's not going to work for. But I think we should push ourselves when it's needed. And I also want to point out that these are not necessarily the best paying jobs. These are emerging jobs. This is where jobs are going. As a generic term, jobs, it doesn't mean that that is the highest paying job. Right, right. Yeah, good point. There are a couple other ways to attack this too. Uh, uh, one, one of them is looking at... Uh, looking at the cities that they talk about. And as an example, being a, being a financial planner, Dr. Tom Stanley, who wrote the book, The Millionaire Next Door, not only wrote that, but he also wrote that book for people who serve The Millionaire Next Door and said, a lot of people in finance, they go where all the other financial people are. Why would you go fish where everybody else is fishing? Why wouldn't you, as an example, if you want to work with physicians, go to a physician's conference? And by the way, I started doing that back when I was a financial planner. Bobby, at a lot of these conferences, I was the only financial planner there. It was me. And how great is that? I'm right with the people that I want to serve. And I'm the only one. None of my competition was there. So if I'm looking at these cities... I might have some opportunities if I'm in industries that want to serve these people, like go, go to be in the place where these people are. That's absolutely true. I mean, very often cities will give tax breaks to a company to come to that city because even if it's net neutral on that company coming to the city, the ancillary jobs that are created serving that company can be really valuable to the city. So that's an excellent point. We did put this out to our Instagram audience. Here we and, go. Uh, we asked them what they thought. Well, I'll read you the questions. So we asked them, we said, we're going to be talking about the top US emerging jobs of 2020. And we said the top one has a growth rate of 74%. And we asked them which one. Now we now know that the correct answer is artificial intelligence specialist because we just read that everybody. So what do you think, Joe? I will tell you that the audience did not get it right. <laughs> What do you think our audience said was the the one that was had its growth rate of 74%? Well, I said before we started recording that I thought it was robotics. So, so only uh, one person <laughs> voted for that. So I and was, I will tell you, wait, let me add up the people that voted. So 23, we had 31 people voted in the last couple hours. That's not bad. All right. Yeah. So and, 31 and, people, one person voted for robotics engineer. And a two hour. Well, that person's very smart. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say, I'll say... I'll say data scientist. 
No. Still no. wrong. Um, they voted for, 14 people voted for cybersecurity specialist. Okay. That was their top choice. The second choice was data scientist at 10 people. And then only six people voted for the correct answer, which was artificial intelligence specialist. And one person voted for robotics engineer. I wonder if, I wonder if that answer, the cybersecurity is because this is a group of people who are interested in finance. And that's all we hear about is protecting our identity, protecting ourselves, protecting our money. I mean, we hear about that a ton. So when I look at these jobs, that's certainly the one I'm most comfortable talking about. I think so. Look, that's a business my stepdaughter is in. I think there's huge demand for it. And it was up there in the top few. I forget which number it was, but it was way up there. Um, So to some degree, it's that whole sorting diamonds thing. There's huge growth there too. And it's something that's more consumer facing. I don't know if people really understand yet the applications of artificial intelligence. That That's actually when you get those little pop-ups when you're shopping, a lot of that is being driven by artificial intelligence. But I don't know that people are associating that yet the way they are, as you point out so well, with... um you know, cybersecurity. It's, it's funny. Um, as we're talking, we do this live in front of a Facebook audience and our friend Amika hanging out with us talking about not chasing jobs, doing what you love. He says, I think so many people are miserable going to work on Monday. He says, this is Amika's stat. And I'm, I'd never heard this before, Bobby. Tell me if you've heard this. Monday at 9 a.m. is the highest time for heart attacks. Do what makes you happy and you'll find your dream. And of course, because we have fun people here, Josh says, that's why I skip work every Monday. It's healthy. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. nice. Job. I never heard that. But I, you know, I think everyone is different. People, we're all made up of different um, moving parts that, that, you know, digest information differently and all that. I'm not really saying that very well, but look, it, it depends what's right for you. Some people are really cool working for a job that pays a lot of money because the high money makes them happy because it gives them freedom outside of the job. I mean, you don't want a job that you're truly miserable at every day, but a lot of jobs that are kind of meh, yeah. but they pay well. And that's okay too. I think sometimes we we stress, you know, getting paid for your passion. I think sometimes if you get paid for your passion, it makes something makes it something you're not so passionate about. So we got to be careful with that stuff. Well, think about this. Think about a job that you're not that passionate about, but you're good at it, but it it's within a set time frame. If, yeah. if you get other benefits like time off to do the stuff you really love, whatever it might be, like that can feed the other things that are your passion. So I'm I'm totally with you. Speaking of this, Bobby, in just a second, you and I are going to have our big takeaway from today's piece. But while we're talking about health, being healthy drives your ability to make money, which is why we're happy that MetPro is uh, sponsoring today's show. So I work with a MetPro coach, and I'll tell you why I do this versus a, quote, diet. It's because it's much more of a lifestyle, and it's based on your metabolism. It's called MetPro because it's metabolic profiling. What that means is I got paired with a coach. I work much better with coaches in my face telling me what to do, telling me what I shouldn't do. Jesse is uh, just drives me me to make much better decisions when I eat and when I work out. And the discussions Jesse and I have are not around weight loss. It's around healthy eating. And what, what happened first, they set up a baseline of food. It's not food that you buy from them. They just give you ideas and I get a cool, I have a cool app that tells me very quickly how to make a menu of pieces for myself. Uh, when I go through that menu, then I, I eat so much of each given food. I feel like I eat all the time, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm eating all the time, but I feel good all the time. And the reason is they're trying to get a feel for my metabolism. And they're also trying to keep my metabolism running high as my metabolism runs. They then see, am I gaining weight? Am I losing weight? Am I feeling good? 
and then they will tweak. And I'm actually far enough along. I've had two tweaks so far to my diet and um, it's been interesting. Fewer carbs in the, in the afternoon, big, big, big breakfast. Uh, but more than that, it has been great being in control. I mean, that's been the biggest thing. Sure, I've lost 10 pounds, got 15 to go, uh, but more than that, just want to feel healthy. And if that's you and you work better with a coach, head to metpro.co forward slash MWF. That's metpro.co slash MWF. And uh, you can get your complimentary metabolic profile assessment and a consultation with a coach to see how you would fit. You look so healthy, Joe. I feel I feel good. I don't know if I look healthy, but I feel great. All look right. Through the screen, you look healthy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna feel great giving you my takeaway. But you first. What's your takeaway? All right. My takeaway is I absolutely love this list. And I love the fact that you and I are clueless as to what most of these skills are. We'll learn at some point when we need to, but most of these jobs did not even exist and certainly not under these titles and with these skill sets when I was in college and starting out afterwards. And it shows how our economy evolves. That's something we didn't really talk about a lot, but they reflect our changing needs and interests as a society. And also, most of these don't necessarily need an expensive four-year degree. There's something that people can transition to later in life if they learn these specific skills. And they're in industries. And for example, if people are in industries that are downsizing, they can switch gears using these. Great stuff. Yeah. I... uh it's interesting to me how these jobs change every year. Isn't it interesting to you? Yes. It's it, 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 so watching this, my big takeaway is that it's not about, it's not about this year's list of jobs. And I think if you click on this year's list of jobs, to your point, you're doing it wrong. But I do think that this shows you bigger trends. If you look at three years ago, two years ago, last year, this, this year, where, where jobs are changing and chasing a job, not something that we want to do, but looking at this trend, I think, Bobby, good for your portfolio, good for your career, good for thinking about where to focus on, whether it's for your your career or your portfolio. I mean, there's so many benefits to watching these things, but directly deciding that I'm going into AI science, which wasn't number one last year, might not be number one this year, could be a huge mistake. But a lot of the skill sets we saw repeated over in these and over. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. The, 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 you're right. That's the big takeaway. Like those skill sets, where the ball's headed. And by the way, uh, hanging out with us live is uh, Lee. And Lee said R, what you were talking about before. It's a programming yeah. platform language like Python. Ah, thank you. But I had to know Thanks what Python the was. Translation. See? <laughs> see, we're not boomers, but if we were, they'd be like, okay, boomer. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> what's, a, what's a programming platform? Is that is, is that the thing you stand on while you're programming? Yeah, yeah I don't probably. know. I used to do. I I actually learned HTML in the day before you could before they had all these automated websites. I learned to program websites. Is that fun? I used DOS, Literally like typing you, zeros and and ones and dots and all that kind of stuff. It was crazy. Did you use DOS before Windows? No. Oh, that's before me. I think it's a whole different thing. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Joe's old guy but time. Anyway. Time for us to go. We don't want Joe's old guy stories. <laughs> uh, Bobby, if people want to take part in your next poll or next yes. quiz on Instagram, how do we take part in making the show? 
Follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Money Friends Pod. Most of the quizzes, polls, and questions are on the Instagram stories. That is at Money Friends Pod. And by the way, if you want to learn more about the show and get links to the stories that we discuss here to read them more thoroughly, you can find all that information on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And if you want to hang out with us while we make the show, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. We've got a lively group today talking about pie. Not not one of the main things that we're talking about, but nothing I like better than talking about pie. It's the holidays. Bobby, who's hanging out with us tomorrow on the show? Which thought leader have we got? Uh, it's Trey Bodge. <laughs> I had to think about that. The Trey week? Bodge, smart shopping expert. We're in the heart of the holiday season. We need her. Well, and it's interesting because everybody thinks that Black Friday is the biggest uh, shopping day. The biggest shopping day most years is the Saturday before Christmas. Is so, it? Yes. Mm. So probably a fantastic time to uh, talk to Trey Bodge. All yes, right, everybody. He knows everything. We'll see you back here. I won't see you back here tomorrow. I'll be listening along with you to Bobby and Trey <laughs> Baj. We'll see you tomorrow at back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.